Hello, this is Tushta Krishna Das, and you're listening to ISKCON Denver podcast, where you can hear all of our classes and kirtans. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and share with others. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Sudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So today we are reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 4, Chapter 8 entitled Dhruva Maharaj Leaves Home. And today we'll be covering text 48 to 51. So we'll chant 48. And then if anybody else wants to chant afterwards. Kiritinam kundalinam keyura vadayan vitam Kastubhabharana grivam pita kausheya vasasam Kiritinam kundalinam keyuravadayan vitam Kastubhabharana grivam pita kausheya vasasam Kiritinam kundalinam Keyuravayan vitam Kastubha bharana grivam Pita kausheya vasasam Would anybody like to chant the verse? <clears throat> Kiritinam kundalinam Keyura Palayan vitam Kaustubha Haranagrivam Pita Kausheya Vasanam All right, we'll go for the word for word. Kiritinam Kiritinam the Lord is decorated with a jeweled helmet. The Lord is decorated with a jeweled helmet. Kundalinam. Kundalinam. With pearl earrings. With pearl earrings. Just a quick side note for all of you Rasika Bhaktas that Kundalinam, earrings, Shuddha Sanatan Goswami, in his commentary on the Dhammadarashtakam, states that the earrings of the Lord, the Kundalinam, Kundala, the earrings of the Lord, are the best of all ornaments because they're constantly touching the cheeks of the Lord. So just a little side note for all of you to relish the earrings of the Lord. Keyura, Keyura, jeweled necklace, 
Jerome necklace. Valayan vitam. Valaya anvitam. With jeweled bracelets. With jeweled bracelets. Kastuba abharana grivam. Kastuba abharana grivam. His neck is decorated by the Kastuba jewel. His neck is decorated by the Kastuba jewel. Pita Kaushaya Vasasam. Pita Kaushaya Vasasam. And he is dressed with yellow silk garments. And he is dressed with yellow silk garments. Translation by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai. Jai. The entire body of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Vasudev, is decorated. <clears throat> he wears a valuable jeweled helmet, necklaces, and bracelets. His neck is adorned with the Kastuba jewel, and he is dressed in yellow silk garments. So there's no purport, so we'll read texts 49, 50, and then 51 has the purport. Kanchi kalapa paryastam, lasat kanchana nupuram, darshaniyatamam shantam, mano nayana vardhanam. The Lord is decorated with small golden bells around his waist, and his lotus feet are decorated with golden ankle bells. All his bodily features are very attractive and pleasing to the eyes. He is always peaceful, calm, and quiet, and very pleasing to the eyes and the mind. Padbam naka mani shrenya vilasad bhyam samarchatam hrit padma kanika dishnyam akram yatmana vastitam. Real yogis meditate upon the transcendental form of the Lord as he stands on the whirl of the lotus of their hearts, the jewel-like nails of his lotus feet glittering. And text 51. Smayamanam abhidyayet sanuragavalokanam niyate naika bhutena the Lord is always smiling, and the devotee should constantly see the Lord in this form as he looks very mercifully toward the devotee. In this way, the meditator should look toward the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the bestower of all benedictions. Purport by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Shri Prabhupada, Ki Jai. The word Niyatena is very significant in this connection, for it indicates that one should execute the meditation practice as stated above. One should not manufacture a way of meditation on the Supreme Personality of Godhead, but should follow the authorized Shastras, and personalities. 
By this prescribed method, one can practice concentration upon the Lord until one is so fixed that he remains in trance, thinking always of the form of the Lord. The word used here is ekabutena, which means with great attention and concentration. If one concentrates on the descriptions of the bodily features of the Lord, one will never fall down. Oma Gyana Timarandasya Gananjana Shalakaya Chakshuran Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Svayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Svapadantikam Vandehang Shri Guru Shri Yuta Parakamalam Shri Guru Vaishnavangscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunatam Pitam Tam Sajivam Sadvetam Savadutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakan Vitangscha Hey Krishna Karuna Sindo Dina Bando Jagatapate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshvari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vanchakalpa Trubhyascha Kripa Sindhubhyevacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namaha Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasari Gaura Bhaktavrinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. <clears throat> so, good morning to everybody. Hare Krishna. We sincerely pray everybody is happy and healthy in Krishna consciousness. And we very humbly beg the blessings of the assembled Vaishnavas and Vaishnavis that we may be able to say something proper. And our Gaudiya Vaishnav Siddhanta is given to us by Srila Prabhupada, Vaishnava Acharyas. And I sincerely pray that I'm of some service to say something meaningful and inspiring in regards to our devotional practice. <clears throat> so in Today's verses, Narada Muni is concluding his teachings to Dhruva Maharaj on how to meditate upon the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So this section started off with Narada Muni instructing young Dhruva, five-year-old boy in Ashtanga Yoga, which he already had some understanding of and going to bathe three times in the Yamuna River and then sit down, control the life air and the mind and the senses of pranayam, breathing exercises, so that he can not meditate on the formless Lord, but to meditate on the form of the Lord. And beautiful, as Rindasundari 
Mataji said, beautiful, amazing verses describing the form of the Lord. How he's decorated jeweled helmet, necklaces and bracelets. And his neck is adorned with the Kastuba jewel. He's dressed in yellow silk garments. So in Bhagavad Gita, we hear from Krishna so many teachings to Arjuna. He teaches Arjuna about Sankhya Yoga. Sankhya means to count. And Sankhya Yoga is basically going neti neti, not this, not that. You're trying to count all of the material elements and somehow come to the absolute truth by counting all of the different elements that you could possibly count and then coming to the final counting, which is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Then we have karma yoga, right? working for uh, working in such a way that everything you get from your work, you then offer to the Lord in sacrifice. Then you have Gyan Yoga, where knowledge, uh, Gyan in this aspect means to, when anybody states that they're a Gyani or practicing Gyan Yoga, then the it's all about knowledge, gaining as much knowledge from the Upanishads gaining as much knowledge from the Shastras, but to, then to ultimately meditate on the impersonal form of the Lord or impersonal formless Lord. And then Dhyana Yoga, Krishna teaches Arjuna in the sixth chapter, Yoginam apisarvesham madgatarananta atmana shodavan vajateyomam that the greatest yogi, Dhyana Yoga, which is Ashtanga Yoga, the greatest of all yogis meditate on the transcendental form of the Lord. And so in today's verses, text 50, right, Narada Muni, he again teaches the same thing that Krishna teaches. Real yogis meditate upon the transcendental form of the Lord as he stands in the world of the lotus of their hearts the jewel-like nails of his lotus feet glittering. So after hearing all of these teachings from Krishna about the different yoga practices, and then hearing how Krishna is stating one should focus on the form of the Lord, then in the seventh chapter, what does Krishna teach? Chatur vidha bhajante mam, jana sukirtana jana, Arta Chagyasar Artarti Gyani Chabharatarshaba. That there's four persons who surrender to the Lord those who are seeking wealth, those who are in distress, those who are after religion, and those who are seeking the absolute truth. And Krishna says the best one is the Gyani. Then in seventh chapter, what does he also say? Bahunam Janmanamante Gyanavan Mam Prapadyate. Vasudeva Sarvamiti Those jnanis, those who are seeking knowledge of the absolute truth, after many, many, many births, they come to finally realize that Vasudeva is everything and they surrender unto him. 
So by the time we get to the 12th chapter, Arjuna's, okay, you're telling me to meditate on your form. And at the same time, you're saying that the jnanis are the, are the greatest and they're meditating on the impersonal aspect of the Lord. So in 12th chapter, Arjuna just <laughs> shoots straight with Krishna. Okay, who is greater? Who is the topmost? The one who is meditating on your form or those who are meditating on the impersonal aspect? Brahma. Brahman. And so Krishna replies, Klesha Dikataras Tesham. So Klesha Adhikara. Many of us might know the term Adhikar, right? Those who are Grihastas, we call them Adhikaris. So Tushta Krishna Das Adhikari. They're qualified to be Grihastas. So Klesha Dikitarastesham, Klesha Adhikaraha, those who are focusing on the impersonal aspect of the Lord, they have the qualification to suffer. <laughs> That's what Krishna is saying, Klesha Adhikaritas. But Klesha, it's very intense trying to control the mind, trying to control the senses. And so those who are jnanis seeking the impersonal aspect of the Lord, their path is full of suffering. This is what Krishna is stating. The Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is the basis, is the impersonal Brahman, is, is bodily effulgence. So the Supreme Personality of Godhead is saying, those who are trying to practice yoga, trying to practice meditation, and instead of focusing on the form of the Lord, they're trying to focus on the impersonal aspect. It's just suffering. <clears throat> and so in these pages, Dhruva Maharaj, he's learning from his guru, Narada Muni, how to properly meditate, how to be a real yogi, that it's not just some impersonal speculative meditation. There's actually a process of meditating on the Lord. And so Srila Prabhupada states, one should not manufacture a way of meditation on the Supreme Personality of Godhead, but should follow the authorized Shastras and personalities. And so we have these Shastras, Bhagavadam, which is filled with the beautiful description of the form of the Lord. Now, somebody might say, well, when you're meditating on the Lord, you know, you you were reading these descriptions. And so somebody might say, yeah, but when I, you're meditating on the form of the Lord, you hear that he has necklaces and bracelets. He's dressed in yellow silk garments. So even if you're meditating on the Lord, still the mind, you're creating the Lord in your mind. And the mind, according to yoga sutras, is material. So how is it that we're going to meditate on the Lord with our material mind? And so this is brought up in Shastra, so many different places where this is bhakti, meditating on the Lord, the mind 
and the subtle body becomes purified by bhakti. Bhakti Devi actually comes out in the heart. She's eternally there. And so by meditating on the Lord, the mind becomes purified so that finally the Lord will descend on one's consciousness. You'll no longer be just meditating with your material mind, but the Lord will actually purify your consciousness and descend upon your consciousness as what happened to Narada Muni and Dhruva Maharaj. Krishna descended upon their consciousness and then actually came in front of them outside of their own consciousness and mind. And just to give a final word on the real yogis meditate upon the transcendental form of the Lord and how jnanis, that's something that's very beautiful when we talk about Bhakti Devi, is that the all the different forms of yoga that Krishna speaks about in Bhagavad Gita, karma yoga, jnana yoga, dhyana yoga, all these different processes, you only actually get the fruits of these processes, you only get the goals of these processes if Bhakti Devi is included in those processes. This is spoken in, if anybody wants to dive into this more, you can do research in Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 10, Chapter 14, Texts 4 through 5, Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 1, Chapter 5, Text 17, Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 11, Chapter 20, Text 32 to 33, and ultimately, Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur gives all of these conclusions in Madhurya Kandambini, that the processes of Gyan and Karma cannot give Bhakti, but those processes are dependent on Bhakti. So in all those different yoga processes, there has to be a little tinge of Bhakti, otherwise you won't get the goal. And the greatest of all jnanis were the four Kumars. They are the celebrated sons of Lord Brahma, the first living entity in this material creation, in this particular material universe, who acts as a creator for the Lord. And the four Kumars, they appear from Lord Brahma, and they're actually Shaktivesh avatars. They're the empowered incarnations of God who are imbued with gyan. So they're the first gyanis. They're the first ones to reach the limits of gyan. And what is their conclusion? In Canto 4, chapter 22, verse 39, the topmost gyanis, topmost yogis who are living on tapaloka, they're constantly immersed in meditation. What do they say? They say the devotees who are always engaged in the service of the toes of the lotus feet of the Lord can very easily overcome hard-knotted desires for fruitive activities. Because this is very difficult, the non-devotees, the jnanis and yogis, although trying to stop the waves of sense gratification, cannot do so. Therefore, you are advised to engage in the devotional service of Krishna, the son 
of Vasudev. So yet pada pankaja palasa bilasa bhaktiya. Devotional service unto the petals, the palasa, palasha, petals or toes of the pankaja, lotus, pada pankaja, lotus feet of the Lord. And so this goes back to Klesha Dukataras Tesham that for Kumaras, they're also agreeing. It's very difficult to be engaged in Gyan and Yoga. But by engaging in the devotional service of the lotus feet of the Lord, everything becomes very easy. And Srila Prabhupada states, if one concentrates on the descriptions of the bodily features of the Lord, one will never fall down. What does it mean to fall down? means to be in, absorbed in matter, absorbed in the material world. So if you're constantly absorbed in the bodily features of the Lord, then you'll never be in the material world. And so how is this possible? How is it really possible to keep our minds concentrated on the Lord? And this, this chapter is so instructive in so many ways, but today we can meditate on the mercy of the spiritual master. Narada Muni, he's not just giving a process to Dhruva Maharaj of, okay, here's how you're going to sit down and meditate pranayam and meditate on the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He's giving a process, but he's also revealing the contents of his heart. Narada Muni is revealing his heart to his disciple, Dhruva Maharaj. So in Bhagavad Gita, Krishna states, Tadvidi pranipatena pariprasnena sevaya upatekshanti te jnanam jnaninas tattva darshanaha. That one should surrender submissively to a guru. One should inquire submissively and serve submissively to one who is tattva darshanaha. One who has darshan, they've, they've seen the absolute truth. So Narada Muni, he's gone through the process himself of realizing Krishna, of being in love with Krishna. And so imagine not this foolish rascal, Balgopal Das, just speaking these verses, but imagine Narada Muni, who's deeply in love with Vasudev, describing his heart's contents to his disciple, Juva Maharaj. I mean, just imagine Narada Muni saying, the Lord is always smiling and the devotee should constantly see the Lord in this form as he looks very mercifully toward the devotee. In this way, the meditator should look toward the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the bestower of all benedictions. So Narada Muni is revealing his heart to his disciple. And this is, the process of bhakti is that bhakti comes from bhakti. So, third canto, Srimad Bhagavatam, Satam Prasangan, Mamavirya Samvito, Samvido, uh, Bhavanti Hritkarna Rasayana Kata, Tajjoshana Dashva Pavarga Vartmani, Shradharatir Bhakti Anukramishati. That when you enter into the association of devotees. So they're tattva darshanaha, Vaishnavs and Vaishnavis, they're tattva darshanaha. They're relishing 
the bodily descriptions of Krishna, they're relishing the Rasayana Kata, the intoxicating descriptions and pastimes of Krishna. Bhavanti Hrit Karna Rasayana Kata. The Rasayana Kata is coming out of their heart where Bhakti Devi is flooding their heart. And that Bhakti, when you're sitting in the association of the devotees and hearing this Rasayana Kata, the sweet pastimes of Krishna, and one also becomes fit for liberation. One hearing this, they become also, they get bhakti. And so by sitting in the association of devotees and hearing the descriptions of Krishna and the pastimes of Krishna, then what happens? Shraddha, ratir, bhakti, nukramishati. What is shraddha? Shraddha, shabde, vishvaskahe, sudridha, nishaya. But shraddha is firm faith in the Lord. This is the first level or the first uh, step up to Prem. So Shraddha and Rati. Rati is Bhav. Shrad, uh, rati is love of God. So the verse is literally saying, when you're sitting in the association of the devotees, hearing about the descriptions of Krishna, the Rasayana Kata, and it's flooding your heart, you become fit for liberation. The path of liberation, Vartmani, becomes opened up. And you're able to go from the steps of Shraddha to Rati, Bhakti Arnukramishati, step by step, from Shraddha to Rati, from faith to pure love of God. And this is all by the blessings of Guru. And this is the Shudarupa Goswami and Krishna himself in Bhagavad Gita, Srimad Bhagavatam. We hear about all these great personalities in Srimad Bhagavatam. They have Guru, so they take shelter of the guru, hear the instructions of the shastras from the guru, hear the descriptions of Krishna from the guru and their spiritual life is opened up. And today we're meditating on this because today is the disappearance day of Sripad Ishvara Puri, the Avir Bhav Mahotsava of Ishvara Puri, who's the guru of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the supreme personality of Godhead himself. He's the original guru. But as, uh, as he's coming into this world to show us how to practice bhakti, how to practice devotional service, Lord Chaitanya takes upon a guru. So we see this with actually all the incarnations of the Lord, Lord Ramachandra. He accepts Vishvamitra as his guru and Vasishta as his family guru. So Lord Ram, he has guru, even though he's personality of Godhead. Krishna, he accepts Sandipanimuni as his guru. In Vrindavan, Bhagari Muni, He's the family guru. Nanda Maharaj and Mother Yashoda, they get Bhagari Muni to teach Krishna Narayan mantras. So he has guru in Vrindavan and he has guru in Avanti, Avantipur, uh, Sandipani Muni. And so Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, God himself, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, in the mood of a devotee, 
he's accepting the role of a disciple and accepting a guru. And so Ishvara Puri, he's very special personality. This is behind us, Kumar Hatta. This is the birthplace of Ishvara Puri, where Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he visited Kumar Hatta, the birthplace of Ishvara Puri, and he dug up dirt from the birthplace of Ishvara Puri. And every day he would eat a little bit of that dirt. Imagine God eating dirt. <laughs> Goes back to Krishna, Krishna eating dirt and showing the universal form to Mother Yashoda. It's like an eternal pastime of Krishna's eating dirt. Uh, there's Lord Chaitanya's Krishna. So Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he showed even a birthplace of the guru is very dear to the heart. So Ishvara Puri, he was a disciple of Madhavendra Puri. Before the appearance of Lord Chaitanya, Madhavendra Puri, he appeared in this world in the line of Madhvacharya. And Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami, when he's describing the tree, the Bhakti Vriksha, the tree of devotional service, of which Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu becomes that tree. Before the tree manifests in this world, it appeared as a seed, ankura, seed. There is prema ankura, the seed of prema, the seed of love of God was manifested by Sripad Madhavendra Puri. Sripad Madhavendra Puri, his pastimes are amazing. Lord Nityananda, uh, Lord Chaitanya, he actually says to Lord Nityananda, he says, Madhavendra Puri's characteristics and qualities are so amazing, I'm putting him in your judgment. Tell me if there's anybody more wonderful than Madhavendra Puri. Lord Nityananda, he <laughs> said, Madhavendra Puri's uh, pastimes and characteristics are the most wonderful in the world. Madhavendra Puri, when he went to Vrindavan, they were talking about meditating on the Supreme Personality of Godhead on the form. And so when he went to Vrindavan, he went to Govindakund, where Lord Indra had bathed and pleaded for mercy to Krishna after trying to flood Vrindavan. And so Madhavendra Puri was chanting and chanting, just absorbed in the holy names, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. And Madhavendra Puri, he would never, he would never go beg for food. He was just absorbed in bhajan and he knew that the Lord would take care of him. So suddenly this beautiful boy appeared out of nowhere and he had this pot of milk and he said to Madhavendra Puri, oh Baba, don't you know that nobody goes hungry in my village? Nobody starves in Vrindavan, everybody's taken care of in Vrindavan. So some coward women, they told me that you were sitting here and they told me to give you this milk. And so Madhavendra Puri, he accepted the milk and he was thinking, who is this boy? And 
he drank the milk and he went to sleep. But Madhavendrapuri's sleep is not like our sleep. <laughs> when we sleep, it's in the mode of ignorance. When he sleeps, it's another manifestation of his prem, of his love of God. And so when he slept, he had a dream. And this boy came into his dream and said, I am Gopal and I'm buried somewhere near Govindakund. Actually, you should go and get some villagers, excavate this area. I am so hot, I'm burning. It's so hot and it's so itchy. I'm, please take me out of the ground. So Madhavendra Puri woke up and he realized this boy was Krishna. Now it's amazing how we're talking about meditating on Krishna, meditating on the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Our life should be revolving around trying to have Krishna descend upon our consciousness. And Madhavendra Puri, he's, <laughs> he's completely in love with God and God comes face to face to him. And he's unable to recognize his own Lord. This is yoga maya. Krishna hid himself from his own pure devotee. But as Chaitanya Charitamrita states, Gopal also appeared because of the love of Madhavendra Puri. And this is, goes back to what we were talking about before, how Narada Muni, he is revealing his love for the Lord to Dhruva Maharaj. And so the Lord appears to Dhruva because of the love of Narada Muni. And so in the same way, Gopal, Srinathji, he appears in this world because of the love of Madhavendra Puri. He was, Chaitanya Charantamrita actually says he is forced to appear because of the love of his devotee. This is the amazing secrets of bhakti, of love of God, that the Lord appears in this world because of the love and desires of the pure devotees. So not to go into so much of Madhavendra Puri's pastimes, although we should always be aspiring to meditate on this amazing personality this gives the seed of love of God in this world. But Gopal, he establishes deity of Gopal and he has his disciples worshiping Gopal. And Gopal says, you know, I'm still so hot. You should go and go to Jagannath Puri that area and get sandalwood for me. And so you can rub sandalwood on my body. And so while he's traveling, he goes to Ramuna and he sees beautiful deity of Gopinath. And Gopinath steals sweet rice for Madhavendra Puri. And he wants to taste the sweet rice that the Pujaris make for Gopinath so that he can make it for Gopal in Vrindavan. But he becomes ashamed because the offering isn't yet yet done and so he becomes ashamed and Gopinath he becomes known as Kir Chor Gopinath he steals Kir sweet rice for Madhavendra Puri and Madhavendra Puri he leaves because he's afraid of Pratishta he's afraid that people are going to hear of his reputation, that just see how much love of God he has and Gopinath saved the cure for him. And this would disrupt his bhajan. This would disrupt his devotional practice. And so he leaves. So devotees, it's amazing how 
Srila Prabhupada points out, the devotees run away from Pratishta, but the Lord is always wanting to glorify the devotees. So the Lord is running after the devotees, trying to glorify the devotees, and the devotees are running away from Pratishta, this name and fame. And so Madhavendra Puri, he's tested. He, to carry the sandalwood, it was 82 pounds of sandalwood. And Madhavendra Puri was not a young person. So he was carrying by foot 82 pounds of sandalwood through various jungles, through various states in India. And finally, he got back to Gopinath. And Gopinath, after testing his devotee, said, just smear the sandalwood pulp on me, because I'm non different than Gopal. <laughs> so by worshiping Gopinath, all the forms of the Lord are pleased. And by serving Radha Govinda, all the forms of the Lord are pleased. So Madhavendra Puri, he was such an amazing personality. And so this Prema Ankura, the seed of love of God, entered into this world through Madhavendra Puri's heart. And there's a very beautiful verse that every Gaudi Vaishnav should know. So how did this love of God appear in this world? Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami says that when Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he went to Raymuna and he's told all these pastimes to his devotees. He then read the famous poem of Srila Puri, which is like the moon illuminating the whole world. So the poem of Madhavendra Puri, it illuminates the entire world with love of God. And just as we're hearing about the Kastuba money, the jewel known as Kastuba that the Lord is constantly wearing around his neck, it's the greatest of all jewels. Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami says, as the Kastuba money is considered the most precious of valuable stones, this verse is similarly considered the best of poems dealing with the mellows of devotional service. Continuous rubbing increases the aroma of Malaya sandalwood. Similarly, consideration of this verse increases one's understanding of its importance. And this verse was actually spoken by Srimati Radharani herself. And this poem goes like this, Ai Dina Dayadra Natehe Matura Nata Kadava Lokyase Hridayam Twada Loka Kataram Dayata Brahmiti Kim Karomyaham O my Lord, O most merciful Master, O Master of Matura, when shall I see you again? Because of not seeing you, my heart has become unsteady and is agitated. O most beloved one, what shall I do now? So this verse spoken by Srimati Radharani, relished by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, revealed to the world by Madhavendra Puri, is only understood by these persons. Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita says no fourth person can come to the limits of this verse. And so Srila Prabhupada talks about how this is the highest realization of devotional service, this mood 
of separation that one feels themselves very low and fallen and poor. And the Lord is the most merciful. So I'm poor. I'm fallen. The Lord is most merciful. And so in today's verses, how it says, the Lord is always smiling and the devotee should constantly see the Lord in this form as he looks very mercifully toward the devotee. So see how everything is connected through all the shastras and all the pure devotees. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, while relishing this verse of Madhavendra Puri, became so immersed in love of God and separation of the Lord that he was unable to say the entire verse and would just yell out, Aideen, Aideen. Oh my Lord, I'm fallen. Oh my Lord, I'm fallen. I'm poor in heart. Oh my Lord, I'm poor in heart. Please give me your mercy. And so Ishvarapuri, he was the best disciple of Madhavendra Puri. In the last days of Madhavendra Puri, he was bedridden. He couldn't take care of his body. Ishvarapuri was cleaning the body of his spiritual master with his own hands. That's the one part of his devotional service. The other part was that Madhavendra Puri in his last days was just chanting this verse over and over. Repeating the verse over and over. And Ishwar Puri, how was he also serving his master, his spiritual master? He was helping his guru relish these moods. Another disciple of Madhavendra Puri named Ramachandra Puri could not understand the heart of his spiritual master and started to criticize his spiritual master. You're at the last days of your life and you're crying out, I'm, I'm poor in heart. Oh, master, please. Be, you should be situated in Brahman, right? going back to the Gyanis. You should be situated in Brahman. You shouldn't be lamenting. He was thinking the lamenting of his spiritual master was material and he criticized his guru. Because of this, Chaitanya Charitamrita shows how Ramachandrapuri went on to criticize all the Vaishnavas of Lord Chaitanya and ultimately criticize Lord Chaitanya himself. So when one criticizes, criticizes the spiritual master, finds fault with the spiritual master, offends the spiritual master. What happens? Material desires enter into the heart, especially philosophical speculation. One becomes deviated from the path and criticizes others. And Ishvarapuri, he received all benedictions from his spiritual master because he helped, he understood this wasn't just material emotions going on. These were spiritual emotions. So Ishvarapuri received the blessing of Madhavendra Puri, whereas Ramachandrapuri received a rebuke from him. What was that rebuke? Madhavendra Puri said, I don't even want to see your face when I'm leaving this world. Otherwise, I won't receive my destination of going back home, back to Godhead. Therefore, these two persons, Ishvarapuri and Ramachandrapuri, are examples of the objects of a great personality's benediction and punishment. 
Madhavendra Puri instructed the entire world by presenting these two examples. So Ishvara Puri, by receiving such blessings of Madhavendra Puri, he also received the seed of love of God, the Premankara, and he wrote a book called Krishna Lilamrita. When he went to Navadweep, Lord Chaitanya was engaged in his pastimes of studying. And Ishvarpuri came to Navadweep and he was teaching Gadadhar Pandit from his book, Krishna Lilamrita. Lord Chaitanya would come and also relish Krishna Lilamrita. And even Ishvarpuri had Lord Chaitanya edit his book, Krishna Lilamrita. And in this way, he developed an attraction to Ishvara Puri. Even Advaita Acharya, when Ishvara Puri first came to Navadweep, Ishvara Puri, like his guru, tried hiding himself. He didn't want to be known and recognized. He was, didn't want Pratishta to disturb his bhajan. But yet, Advaita Acharya saw the effulgence of Ishvara Puri and said, you must be a great Vaishnav. Realized they were God brothers, Vaitacharya, disciple of Madhavendra Puri. He recognized his God brother by his effulgence. So later on, when Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, his father passed away, Lord Chaitanya went to Gaya to perform the Shraddha ceremony. And there, he performed the Shraddha ceremony for his father, but Ishvara Puri was also in this place known as Gaya. And when Lord Chaitanya saw Ishvara Puri, he said, by performing the Shraddha ceremony, the, per the one person who the ceremony is being performed for will get the blessings, will receive the benedictions. But just by seeing you, just by seeing you, Ishvara Puri, millions of ancestors are liberated. What to speak of ancestors liberated? Anybody who comes in contact with you, they become liberated. Holy places become purified by the touch of your lotus feet. And Lord Chaitanya says, please allow me to taste the nectar of Krishna's lotus feet. So Ishvara Puri, he embraces Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And later on in Gaya, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he's cooking for himself. Ishvara Puri comes to his home and he sees that Lord Chaitanya had just finished cooking. Ishvara Puri says, oh, I came at the right time. <laughs> so Lord Chaitanya, he wanted to feed Ishvara Puri. And Ishvara Puri said, no, no, you should, you just got done cooking. Why don't you uh, make two plates and then we'll both eat. Lord Chaitanya said, no, I want to serve you. So God cooking for his devotee and serving his devotee, but then showing all of us how to humbly submit to a spiritual master. And so he begs Ishvara Puri for diksha initiation in which Ishvara Puri initiates Lord Chaitanya into the bhakti tradition. And Ishvara Puri, right before he leaves this world, he instructs two of his disciples, Kashishvar Pandit and Govinda, 
please go and serve Lord Chaitanya. So Kishishvar Pandit serves Lord Chaitanya in so many ways and Govinda becomes the main servant of Lord Chaitanya in Jagannath Puri. They're God brothers of Lord Chaitanya, but still under the order of their spiritual master, they take a submissive role to their God brother. So in today's class, we tried to cover how what real yogis meditate upon, the transcendental form of the Lord, and how Krishna explains this very beautifully in Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam. The four Kumars give us very pertinent instructions on how to meditate in the Supreme Personality of Godhead and engage in bhakti. And we talked about how bhakti comes from the devotees the Vaishnavas and Vaishnavis. And we're able to meditate on the transcendental form of the Lord through the mercy of Guru, in which even Krishna and the different forms of the Lord, they actually show us how to be disciples and to take shelter of a Guru so that we can never fall down, so that we can, uh, Srila Prabhupada, states here, the word used here is ekabutena, which means with great attention and concentration. If one concentrates on the descriptions of the bodily features of the Lord, one will never fall down. So thank you for your kind attention. Please forgive me if I made any mistakes or made any offenses. If anybody would like to give any reflections or if anybody has any questions or comments, do that now. Everybody's happy. Everybody's no, satisfied. No, 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 no. Yes, <laughs> I'm happy. Oh, oh, Mother Brinda, maybe you want to go first. Uh, I don't have anything actually. Okay, so. Uh, um, Oh my God, uh, this is a little uh, difficult because you know, uh, before before I ask my question, I need you, if I may ask, I need you to repeat the the famous verse uh, uh, recited by Mother Mother Vendra Puri, which was first recited by Shri Radharani. Can you do that? Yes, Prabhu. It is Aidina Dayadranatehe. Matura nata kadava lokyase hridayam twara loka kataram dayata brahmiti kim karomiham. That, oh my Lord, oh most merciful master, um, I am unable to see you. I, 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 when shall I see you again? My heart is very unsteady. My mind is disturbed because of not seeing you. Oh, most merciful master, what shall I do? Uh, thank you, uh, Paul Prabhu. Please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you for your wonderful class. And my following is related to uh, the synonym Su sa anuraga avalokanam, one who is looking toward the devotees with great affection, 
Then other synonym is Varadari Shabham. One should meditate upon the greatest bestower of benedictions. And then in the translation, I find um, he's always smiling. He looks very mercifully toward the devotee and uh, the bestower of all benedictions. So all these uh, uh, passages, all these quotes, uh, made me, uh, inspired me to ask the following question. Uh, related to the end result that we get if we uh, do practice meditation on the Lord. So um, it seems to me that in accordance with the synonyms and in accordance with, with what I find in the translation, what, what we get as a, an end result related to practicing meditation on the Lord uh, is his smile, his affection, his benedictions, he, his mercy. And, but what I do not understand, and that's why I'm asking this question, is that uh, there is a Bhagavad Gita as it is verse where I find Lord Krishna chanting to Arjun that in accordance with, with the, quality, the quantity and the quality of your surrender, then Lord Krishna recipro recipro reciprocates accordingly. So uh, all these blessings, the smiling, the affection, the mercy, the benedictions related to a disciple being trained by the spiritual master after becoming initiated. Uh, and uh, it comes to me, uh, the, 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 if I can say it like this, the stages, Kanishta Dikari, Madhyama Dikari, Uttama Dikari, and I still do not know if these, um, uh, uh, stages they develop in the life of the disciple while the disciple is being trained by the spiritual master. Is it that the disciple begins a, as a Kanishta Dikari after, after when he's initiated or after becoming initiated and then because of the training accepted uh, from the spiritual master he, he develops for the stage of uh, towards the stage of can Madhya uh, Madhikari uh, and then finally the, the spiritual master transforms the, his disciple in an Uttama Dikari. And uh, 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 my question is related to, to the blessings of Lord Krishna being bestowed upon uh, the disciple who is there um, um, uh, 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 making spiritual advancement because of the mercy of the spiritual master and because of making spiritual advancement because of the mercy of the spiritual master he is developing uh, and advancing uh, uh, spiritually through these uh, three stages 
So the, my question is, the, what is the connection between all these blessings uh, uh, given by, by the Lord if we meditate on, on the Lord? And, and it's obvious that the, 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 the disciple, while being trained by the, the spiritual master, is being trained in, in relation to fix his mind uh, uh, on the Lord and meditate on the Lord. So in, in, in connection, in relation to uh, the, uh, uh, the Lord bestowing all these blessings um, upon the disciple who is being trained by the spiritual master and the different stages, Kanishta, Madhyama, Adhikari, how does it happen technically uh, speaking uh, that, uh, for the Lord to bestow all these benedictions is that when the when the disciple is on the platform of Kanishta Adhikari, is it that uh, the Lord reciprocates with the blessings only a little, and then while the disciple is advancing, uh, the blessings uh, they they increase in quantity and quality. That is my question, Prabhu. Uh, uh, and 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 uh, it is uh, sort of obvious to me. I I do believe I do. Uh, it's logical to to think that uh, on the stage related to the stage of Utama Utama, um, uh, the blessings are are being bestowed by the Lord upon the the, the Utama Bhakta uh, in in full. Um, uh, uh, in full. So, any any help related to these topics, Prabhu? Prabhu, that is a really amazing question. <laughs> um, Thank you. you. Thank you, you very much. You're you. very kind. So, in when uh... so in today's class when we talked about Ramachandra Puri and Ishwara Puri. You know, one became such a great personality and the other became a criticizer of Vaishnavas. And so when we sing in the morning, Sangsara Da Vanalita Loka, that the spiritual master, Ganaganatvam, is like a cloud. Right? And the cloud, what does the cloud do? The cloud of mercy rains down. And so when the rain rains down, there's so many areas that become affected by that rain. But not all the areas are affected in the same way. And so in the uh, um, in Shastra, um, there's a, a constellation called Swati Nakshatra. And in this constellation, Swati Nakshatra, when it rains, and especially when it rains on the ocean under this constellation, then what happens are pearls are created in the oysters. And then it's stated also in Svati Nakshatra, when it rains, then the cow, cow's hooves, it creates gorochana, a very nice powder, golden yellow powder. And so many special things happen when it rains. So when the spiritual master is bestowing mercy upon this world, the devotees and the Vaishnavas, they bestow mercy 
everywhere. But those who are most receptive will actually take it up in a serious way. So in uh, the writings of the Acharyas, there's Vidvad Rudhi and Avidvad Rudhi, where you know somebody can take initiation from a spiritual master, but it's just like a formality. Right? I'm sitting down and I'm performing all the externals, but there's not really a change within my heart. So in Vidvadrudhi, there's a deep change within the heart immediately when one takes initiation. We see this in Srimad Bhagavatam with certain personalities who take initiation. And we see this in Jaiva Dharma with Vijay and Vajranat, Vijay Kumar and Vajranat. They take initiation from their spiritual masters. They're able to, because Bhaktivinoda Thakur says they're gata samskars. They've performed bhakti lifetime after lifetime. And so by meeting their spiritual master in this life, immediately upon initiation, everything just floods within the heart. Whereas one time Srila Prabhupada, there was one disciple of his who took initiation and a few months later, he fell down. And Srila Prabhupada in talking about this disciple says, actually he was never initiated. But he sat in front of the sacrificial fire. He took the japa mala, he took initiation, got a name, but there wasn't the real vidvadrudhi, initiation in the heart. So in terms of kanishta madhima uttama, it depends on one's samskars. What, how, and so that goes to the svati nakshatra. When the rain falls, it depends. Is there going to be a pearl within our heart? Or is there just going to be some moistened land and nothing is really going to happen? So it all goes back to some scars. And yeah, how we surrender unto the Lord and how we surrender unto Guru, then benedictions will come. And for us, we should understand that all benedictions of the Lord actually come through Guru. And I'll read a very uh, esoteric statement by. Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvati Thakur, but we can uh, glean a lot of how benedictions come through the Lord, through the spiritual master. Uh, somebody asked Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvati Thakur, can we immediately attain Srimati Radharani's lotus feet? And Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvati Thakur said, it is not that Sri Radharani is not present. Even now we can attain her lotus feet in service. If we can see the beauty of Srimati Radharani's toenails at our spiritual master's lotus feet, we will no longer think about where we will find Srimati Radharani. If we are fortunate enough, we can attain service to and darshan of Srimati Radharani's lotus feet and the darshan of our spiritual master's lotus feet because he is non-different from Sri Radha and very dear to her. So that's a very amazing statement by Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvati Thakur that we can meditate <laughs> so many years and years and years on what, what is our real relationship to our guru. And then, so the spiritual master, uh, I mean, the sp Supreme Personality of God at the bestower of all benedictions. Actually, all of that is coming through Shri Guru. Hare Krishna Prabhu. Is that okay? Uh, I'd like to add anything. Uh, but Better than okay, as usual. 
wonderful answer. Uh, very, very satisfactory, satisfying. Uh, uh, Hare Krishna Prabhu. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna Prabhu. So it's 9.09 if we um, have anybody else that would like to say anything. Maybe Mother Nidra would like to give us some kind words and blessings. Hi, Krishna Prabhu. So uh, thank you so much. Um, maybe you can explain since uh, Bhakti is eternal, how the uh, special mood of Madhavan Puri and carried on by Ishvara Puri and Lord Chaitanya so-called appears like sometimes that's a question we get asked how can it appear <laughs> thanks Ru. yeah that's a very deep topic that devotees are um, sometimes wrestling with when we hear nitya siddha krishna prema sadhya kabanoi that Prema is eternally situated in the heart, and Shri Rupa Goswami says, Kriti Sadhya Bhavet Sadhya, that uh, you know, Sadhana Bhakti gives rise to Bhava Bhavasya, but the Hrida Prakritam, Nitya Siddhasya, Hrida Prakritam, that the uh, eternal perfection of Bhakti is eternally situated within the heart. And so, how does it uh, appear in this? world we can understand that in the um, in the disciplic succession coming from madhvacharya madhvacharya and we can even say some other acharyas they did not manifest within this world everything that they were experiencing within their heart and so in the line of madhvacharya we see how um, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he meets the Tattvavadis. And so the Tattvavadis and the disciplic succession of Madhvacharya is very much rooted in ritualistic ceremonies and following of Varnashram Dharma. So it's all very much religious based. And there's, you could say, a lack of spontaneous loving devotion. It's all very much about the rules, regulations ritualistic ceremonies in the line of Madhvacharya. But Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Krishna, uh, Krishna Das Kavaraj Goswami teaches us how Krishna, he was thinking how the world is flooded with Aishvarya and on reverence. So this is the main mode of worship in this world of God is that God is the order supplier, whatever we want, God's going to give us if we pray hard enough. And we're in fear and awe of, of God. But Krishna said that this on reverence, it's actually very weak and it doesn't actually very much satisfy me. So in Chaitanya Charitamrita, it says, Prema rasa niryasya karite, uh, karite asvadana, uh, raga bhakti, raga bhakti marga loke karite pracharana that Krishna and Lord Chaitanya, prema rasa niryasya, asvadana, karite asvadana, that Krishna actually descended and Lord Chaitanya actually descended to taste prema ras, pure love of God. And 
pracharana. Raga, marga, bhakti, loke, kaidite, pracharana. They want to preach raga, marga, bhakti. So raga, marga, bhakti is that love of God that is beyond rules and reg regulation, beyond aishvarya, beyond on reverence. And Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami states how Rasika Shekar Krishna Parama Karuna. Krishna is the most merciful. Lord Chaitanya, the most merciful. Why? Because Rashika Shekar, they're tasting all of the deep mellows of rasa and wanting to give that to everybody. So Krishna comes and performs his pastimes at the residence of Vrindavan. In the same section, it talks about how the sulky moods of the gopis, their chastising words actually steal away Krishna's mind from the Vedas. And so through Madhavendra Puri and Ishvara Puri, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the seed of this love of God, this conjugal love was manifested in this world. Some can say that it was always there, but it wasn't pracharna, it wasn't propagated as much as Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Krishna wanted. So through Madhavendra Puri, who was, it's amazing, Madhavendra Puri is a Kulpa Riksha tree in Vrindavan, and yet he's able to quote and understand a verse of Srimati Radharani that only Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu can also understand. So he's a very amazing person that through the order of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he appeared in this world to give the uh, prema rasa that was previously hidden. And it's hidden for good reason, as you know, to not make offenses and one has to be qualified, adhikar. We either have the adhikar to immerse ourselves in rag, marg, bhakti, or klesho dikataras We're going to have the qualification to suffer with the impersonalism that's in our heart. So I hope that's okay. If you would like to add anything, you're, we know that you're full of realizations and revelations, if you have anything to add to that. Thanks a lot, Prabhu. Yeah, just like, uh, you know, we know there's always um, uh, a disciplic line Otherwise, there couldn't be a line if it wasn't a line. <laughs> but uh, it doesn't seem to manifest. So these comings and goings, you know, to the the uh, world, it's um, certainly creates some interesting leelas. And yeah, thank you so much, Prabhu's. Very good answer. Very wonderful. Thank you. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Grantara Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai Achakalpa Trubhyastha Kripa Sindhubi Vacha Patitanam Prabhu Ki Jai Wonderful class East Condember Ki Jai the best temple, the best temple, no, 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 no better temple. This is amazing. I'm so thankful. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna.